Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. Thank you for the hope that you give us, the peace, the kindness, the love that you give us, Lord. Thank you, Father, for each and every blessing and each and everything that you touch each one of us with. Father, we don't deserve it, but you give freely and you give openly anyway because you love us, Lord. I thank you for that, Father God. Thank you that you're always going to come through. You're always going to provide. And each and every time that we need, Lord. Just praise him for a minute longer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, you are holy. You are mighty. My king, my king, Lord. I adore you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 
Dennis. You guys can be seated out there. I know that's something I usually forget to say. I'm not as practiced as, as some people that stand up here are, but you guys always uh, figure it out on your own eventually. <laughs> Thank you for your patience with me. <laughs> I was thinking about it Sunday, actually, because or I guess it was Sunday night, I remember hearing, uh, I can't remember his name, who was the guy that came and spoke Sunday? Uh, Frizzell. Huh? Frizzell. Frizzell. Raymond Frizzell. Yeah, he, he made a point of it Sunday night, and I thought, you know, I've never done that before. <laughs> People just be standing up all day, and we went to, we went to a wedding here a couple weeks ago, and it seemed like we stood up forever after the bride walked down. It's like, are we ever going to get to sit down? So <laughs> I thought I'd make the point to, to let you know you could be seated tonight. <laughs> I know we have uh, Alan who we need to be praying for. We saw that on the prayer list. If you're on the text reminders, you saw that, that something with his shoulder. I don't know if... Faith, if you want to share. He has a separated shoulder, which basically means the AC ligament let loose of the scapula, so it's not held down to the shoulder. It's thick mm. enough. He's got a big bump on his shoulder. Mm. He sees the ortho guy tomorrow to see if they want to do surgery and fix it, or if they're going to just leave him with a bump and let it heal gradually with physical mm. therapy or what. Yeah. yeah. So. Mm. We'll see. Okay. Well, be praying over yeah. quick recovery, no matter what, uh, no matter what actions decided there. Anybody else have anything we can pray with you about tonight? Huh? Michael. Yes. It's uh, your cousin, right? He had a heart attack. He's only forty. Yeah. Yeah. He's. Uh, they put a stent in, right? Yeah, today. But quick recovery for him. Yeah, they just adopted a whole bunch of kids, too. So maybe that extra stress is contributing to. <laughs> yes. Okay, we'll sure be praying for Brother Ron. Oh, anybody else? Any praise reports? You could always go for one of those. Mm. The Lord is good. We can, we can always be praising Him about that. All right. I praise the Lord that Alan didn't break his Yeah, yeah. It could always be worse, couldn't it? Yeah. yeah, definitely, uh, evidently, the separation is not near as bad as having it dislocated or broken. So, yeah, thank you, Lord. And I pray for 
true, true that. Yeah. It's always good to find the problem and fix it before it gets worse. All right, let's, uh, let's take these needs to the Lord. Father, I just thank you for, for your mighty work you've already done in this service with your presence flowing throughout the worship portion. And I just, uh, I just bring uh, Brother Allen to you, Lord, that you would just uh, touch his body and just uh, do whatever needs to be done to fix and mend that shoulder lord you uh you formed it and you know better than anybody how to fix it and father for uh ron and for michael lord that you would just uh touch both of their hearts and clean out all of any clogged artery lord that blood would pump and flow the way it's supposed to and that no more problems would arise Father, I just ask you to be with me and with us the, the rest of the service that I would speak the words that you want spoken. And Father, I just invite your Holy Spirit. I know he's already here, but just to, just to flow as he sees fit. In Jesus' name, amen. You got that? Okay. Tonight, we're going to talk a little bit about peace. I think I've got the right slide up there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we're going to talk about being peacemakers tonight. You know, when Jesus came, all the Jews expected him to be a king, uh, a war-type person that would come in and slay all the enemies and do mighty battle in the physical realm. And that's not what Jesus came and did. We know that. So I just want to talk to you a little bit about being a peacemaker and being a comfort, being, uh, being the person that stands up when there's a bad situation that says, well, there's another way to do this. There's a more sensible, a more peaceful way to get through whatever's going on. There's always uh, plenty of things we can fuss about and we can fight about, but that's, uh, that's not the desired thing we need to be doing. Let's, uh, let's look at Philippians 4, 6, and 7. It says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. That's a, that's a great promise. A wonderful thing that we can, we can put hope in. That second song that we sang in the last one, too, talked about hope a lot. And there's a lot of hope in having peace in your heart. There's a lot of trouble in this world, a lot of things that can get you off track, make you anxious, make you nervous, give you unrest. But thank goodness we don't have to, we don't have to live in that state. We can live with a peaceful mind, a mind that knows that God's got it under control. God's already provided the way out. 
even when we can't see that there is a way out, He's working on it. I love that song that talks about, even when I can't see it, you're working. Even when we can't see it, He's doing it. So the first point that I want to get to tonight is that the Lord is the one that provides the peace. Here on earth, you might have some peaceful thoughts, some peaceful things. You might imagine a beach somewhere or maybe a picturesque mountainside or maybe a prairie with some cattle running on it or I don't want to put you to sleep, a nice open sky. But those things are temporary. Those things fade away. We know over time things happen, natural disasters happen where that beach isn't as pretty as it once was. Or maybe a big storm will come through or a fire will happen and that mountainside's not as pretty as it once was. Maybe a prairie will get burned up by a fire and it'll just look dark. And we've seen that a couple times here lately on I-35. People throwing their cigarettes out, catch the median on fire there. And here a few weeks ago, we were coming back from the city and saw four or five different places where that had happened. It's just amazing the destruction that can be caused. But, you know, that grass always grows back. That peaceful scene always is replenished. But that's because of what God did, the way that he set the earth in motion, the way that he set the seasons in motion. So let's read... Let's read John 14, 27. It says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither be afraid. So as we just mentioned, the world's peace isn't good enough. I want my peace to come from God. He provides perfect peace. You know, I've, I've, I loved reading about history, studying about history when I was in school. I didn't like science and I really wasn't a math. I, was, I didn't love math, which sounds weird because I'm an accountant now. But I really, really enjoyed learning about history. My favorite times kind of up from Civil War to about the start into a little bit of the Second World War. It just fascinates me, the, all the different things that happened throughout American history there. Just a lot, lot, lot happened in that time. But like I just mentioned, the first thing and the last thing that set those points off was war, the Civil War and the Second World War. And throughout history, there's been many, 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 many wars. There's always one going on, it seems like, sometimes more than one, a lot of times more than one. Like now there's Russia and Ukraine and there's always unrest in the Middle East and I believe that's going to happen throughout time. The Bible tells us that it's always going to always going to be going on, but even in the midst of war, you can have peace. Because our peace is not a physical thing. It's not a natural thing. 
It's a supernatural thing. It's a spiritual thing. That's, that's God's peace that he provides. That's the kind of peace that we need to latch on to because as we, as we get into that peace, that supernatural peace becomes more natural. We, we tend to live in the moment, in our circumstance, in the problem, in the war that's going on around us, whether that be physically or spiritually, as we, we fight spiritual battles too. We know from the word that our war is not with flesh and blood, it's with spirits, principalities, spirits. So we need to be ever watchful because the devil's going to come. He's going to lie to us. He's going to try to steal from us. He's going to try to take that peace. But it's peace that God provides, one that can't be taken away, one that can't be put down, stepped on. And I just, I just want to harp on it's not a natural thing. Naturally, spiders scare people. Naturally, clowns scare people. <laughs> Some people. <laughs> I don't understand it. You have to ask my wife. <laughs> but you can have peace even from those clowns. So God provides a peace that passes all understanding. Even when it doesn't make sense, you can have peace. Don't be anxious. We read that in Philippians 4 a while ago. Let's reread that. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving... Let your requests be known to God. Let your requests be known to God. If you don't ask, how's he going to fix it? If you don't ask, don't get me wrong, he already knows the problem. He already provides the way out. He already knows that you need help. You're not explaining anything to him that he doesn't already know. But the word says that we have not because we ask not. So we need to ask. We need to be diligent to seek him, especially in times of trouble, because he's going to bring that peace. I know for me, certain times of the year with my job, I get pretty anxious. I get to thinking about how much work I have to do and how little time I have to do it. And that's something that I personally struggle with is being anxious and thinking, oh, well, I got to be at work so I can get this done and there's just not enough time to get it all done. But you know, I've been doing it for four years now. The work's always got done. It's always worked out. Never not made a deadline. So remember that. <laughs> yeah, remember that next time. <laughs> so as we, as we learn that his peace works every time. Maybe next time when we come to a situation, we won't fear the natural circumstance. We won't be concerned about what the situation looks like. I just want to list a couple things that would be 
similar to or maybe a synonym to anxious. That would be fear, unrest, un, unrest. You ever get just restless at night? You ever just can't sleep? You know, my son does, man, all the time. Timothy is, I'm scared. I can't sleep. So he runs into our room and we'll walk him back to his room and we'll say, you be, you're all right. And we'll pray over him, pray with him and just tell him about how he's blessed and he's protected. And I just, I wish he was in here so I could <laughs> feed this into him. But <laughs> I know that especially when you're new to the faith or you're new to a situation that it's hard yeah. and it's okay for it to be hard. Yeah. It's okay for you to get fearful. It's okay for you to be a little unsure about something as long as you then ask, then ask for him to help you. Yeah. Don't just stay in that state of fear. Don't just stay where you're at hurting because he wants to help you. Peace, be still, know that he is God. Even in an impossible situation, you can have that peace. The devil's really good at making things look scary. He's good at making things look impossible. He's good at making things look hopeless. All of those things seem bad, they look bad. In fact, last night, there's a a monster truck, a grave digger monster truck that Timothy has that sits in his closet. And he, I guess, was seeing that as he was laying in bed and it was scaring him just seeing the front of it, I guess. And it looked bad. It looked scary, but it wasn't going to do anything to him. It wasn't going to hurt him. And that's the way the devil is. He looks scary. He looks bad, but he's already defeated. We already have victory. Whatever he brings against us, it's not going to prosper. Whatever weapon he brings, it's not going to win. It's already defeated. It's already destroyed. Jesus already paid the price. And in those times, it's important to remember that we walk by faith and not by sight. It's not the thing that you see that's going to hurt you. It's the way you react to that thing. If you don't react in the right manner to what you're seeing, that's when you get defeated. When you don't go ask God for help, when you try to do it on your own, when you just stay in that state of, oh, this is hurting, this is bad, this is a bad spot. I don't know how I'm going to make that house payment. I don't know how I'm going to pay this medical bill. I don't know how I'm going to feed my kid. Ask God. And even if, even if maybe something has to change in the way you do whatever you're doing, he's going to provide the way out. Even if you have to wiggle around a little, do something different than what you normally do, a lot of times we just get stuck. We, we get in a, in a rut. <laughs> you know, I've heard that a rut is just a, a coffin that doesn't have the ends closed in. You're just stuck in that spot. <laughs> we don't want to be stuck in that spot. <laughs> you need to get out of there. Ask for help. 
The Lord's faithful and just. And He's not slack concerning His promises. He's going to do it every time. Every time. So who are you going to believe? Are you going to believe the devil, the father of all lies? Are you going to look at that situation and think, oh, maybe that is too big. Maybe that is too bad. Maybe I just need to sit here in this rut and eventually kill over and they'll close the ends off. <laughs> no. No, we need to ask for help out. Have you ever played uh, Rook or Spades card games? In those games, there's, uh, there's trump cards. Maybe you've played dominoes. Played moon, maybe? There's a trump card or a trump domino where you win that hand, basically no matter what else is played. That's Jesus. He's the ultimate trump card. No matter what your situation is, no matter what it looks like, he wins every time. Every time. This one here is real important. Because once we get an understanding of peace, peace guards us. It guards our hearts. Yeah. It's an amazing thing once you, once you understand. And as I was trying to kind of explain with, with my job, and hopefully I'll actually do it this next year, is that peace guards you. And when you come up to that next situation, instead of looking at it as this hopeless high mountain that you're never going to get over, it becomes an achievable thing. It becomes almost an easy thing, <laughs> a thing that you know the outcome of. And that's what we have when we have Jesus, because we already know that he's given us victory. So let's look at this verse again. It says, In the peace of God which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Excuse me. So what does it mean to have your heart guarded? What does that mean? Just think about that for a second. Have you ever felt hopeless? You ever felt alone? You ever felt that unrest that we talked about a while ago? When peace guards your heart, you don't have to worry about those feelings. They don't creep in. They may still come up, but they can't stay. No more. No more. God is my protector. God, His peace guards my heart. It guards from the devil's intent. It guards from those things that the devil throws out there that look scary, but he has no power. Peace surpasses our understanding. God understands it perfectly because he, he created the map out. God knows. That's why we got to come to him and ask him because the peace the world offers in that, uh, that substance or that girlfriend or that whatever the world will hand you to make you feel better, that's a temporary thing. Yeah. It's not the way out. It's not in the way that God mapped for you. So your situation's not hopeless. You need God's peace to give you rest. Those restless nights, no more. 
God gives you peace so you can sleep restfully, contently, without thoughts of the next thing that you have to do the next day. Something that I'm often reminded of is that today has enough trouble (laughs) in its own. Why worry about tomorrow? That's not to say we don't plan for the future, but sometimes we, we let the future mess up and mess with how we feel currently. It clouds our perception when we start comparing ourselves to somebody or something or something that may or may not even be attainable. Be still. And let God fight your battle for you. It's not ours to fight. It's not our problem to bear. That's why Jesus went to the cross. So that we could cast all of our burdens on him. So that all of our sins could be forgiven. And that burden and that yoke could be lifted. Jesus came so that we could be redeemed. He came so that we could be set free. He came so that we could have peace in times of trouble. So just think about this for a second. Why do we get this peace? Do we deserve it? No. You know, the the Bible says the wages of sin is death. That's what we deserve. Because the Bible also tells us that we've all sinned and we've all fallen short of God's glory. So we all deserve death, not peace, not hope. But he loves us. And that's why he loves us. I thank God that he loves me. Because he loves us, the burden of sin, the burden of fear, shame, unrest, anxiousness, all those things aren't ours to bear. They're not for us to carry throughout life. But peace, love, and a sound mind, that's what we should have. Cast your burdens on him, and you'll find the peace that he provides. Remember, there's only one thing you got to do. You got to ask. You got to ask. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Matthew 5 and 9. That's the verse that I saw when I was given this to say tonight was and I want to be blessed I want to be a peacemaker I want to be living a peaceful life living in peace resting in God showing others the way of peace for those people will be called the sons of God I want to be a son of God you want to be a son of God you want to be a daughter of God well we're called to be peacemakers We're called to live in peace. So let's let's ask him tonight. Let's ask him for peace, for him to lift our burdens. And maybe it's it's somebody you know. I think we, we need to ask for ourselves first. But then maybe there's somebody you know that they just live in anxiousness all the time. They live in unrest all the time. They live in fear all the time. Well, I think we should pray for those people too. 
They need freedom. They need set free. They need peace. So if you guys could put a song on back there for a few minutes, we will uh, we'll do just that. We'll come and pray for his peace.